Welcome back. Okay, so I was having to think, why do you reckon it was that some people were known by multiple names? Do you reckon it was a cultural thing or just like a family that was like, there's too many of you, so one of you can be this? Because I knew guys at school like that. Like there was two or three, maybe three Matthews in my class. And so some we one was Matt, one was always Matthew, and one I think we called his middle name or something. Mm. Um, I... I, I never thought of it. I only thought like maybe it's their last name, oh. but, but that's not that. that okay. <laughs> they, they, that's not a thing. Not that, no. <laughs> um, I will say in some cultures, my friend says they don't take on the last name of their father. They take on his middle name. Yeah, right. Um, so that names can be like sort of recycled in the, in the, so your first name and your middle name won't be, um, yeah, it won't it won't be lost. It sort yeah, of it wow. stays within the family. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's interesting. Yeah. I guess a lot of a lot of other cultures I know are very, um, what's it called? Like they're much. Ugh, let me say it. They put much more emphasis on having namesakes. Yes. Like you were named after your grandma. Yeah. Like I know friends who are, but yes. it's not as culturally significant. Yes. In Australia, yeah. I think. And I mean, I think your question is very valid because often in the Bible there are some name changes. Some people yeah. Saul became Paul. Yeah. Uh, Simon became Simon was also known as Peter. Mm-hmm. Um, and names Abraham has, became Abraham. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, names have significance. There's mm. meaning behind it. Mm-hmm. So you know, uh, there could be some meaning behind the names revealed in the Bible. Uh, yeah. Or it might just be their names. <laughs> it might just be their yeah. yeah also true. Also yeah. true. I'm curious about um what our names will be. And you know how it talks about you'll get a new name that's yes. only a bit like a secret name sort of? Yeah, yeah only um, God knows. Yeah. Because I've had many nicknames for many years. What does your name mean though? Like my birth name? Yes. Or my your, nickname? Your government name. My, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, did we talk about this the other day already? I don't know. So my birth name on my certificate is Sherry Lynn Christie Fraunfelder. Um, so, oh. I think Sherry is like a derivative of a Persian name, which means princess. Lynn has something to do with water. Mm. Ah, but see, my mum's name is also Lynn. Ah. So as a kid, I was like, oh, don't even get my own name. <laughs> and then it was actually when I went to Fiji. So my mum was a missionary's kid. So mm. she grew up in, she was born in Samoa, grew up in Vanuatu. Wow. I was very jealous when I was a kid. I was like, yes. why are we in Australia? <laughs> <laughs> But uh, so her best friends were Fijians. And so when I was, I think, 15, maybe 16, we went over there for a few weeks. And I had never met them before. And they thought it was awesome. My friends were like, oh, it's Big Lynn and Small Lynn. And that was the first time I was like, whoa, namesakes, it's a cool thing, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so ever since then, I've been fine. Um, But yeah, so I think it's like Water Princess or something. That's beautiful. Water Princess. That's beautiful. Mm. And I did love water as a kid. So I was like, "Mm, I'll take that. (laughs) Like, (laughs) what is. What does your name mean? Uh, Renee means reborn. Oh, that's um, actually really cool. I have a my middle name is Samoan. It's Lofaleali, and <gasps> it's uh, it just means uh, lovely. It's a name given to the daughter of the chief. Um, Say it again, Lofale. Lofale Ali. Lofale. Lofale. Ali. Ali. Yeah. With a apostrophe in a yes yeah, yes at the end there exactly mm. um but- can you this is probably going to be a real stereotypical question to ask <laughs> okay. i'm gonna ask it anyway judge me as you will can you speak someone i can't no can you understand someone not as well no 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 I, that's I, okay I, only basic words but i understand tongan much better oh yes that's right mm. yes you have that background yes both that both oh, tongan yeah. and someone yeah yeah but yeah. we we're talking this morning yeah about- um, you're born in Tonga. Yes. yes yeah. So. Oh, that's so good. I speak one language, and even that sometimes not well. It's <laughs> ridiculous. 
<laughs> I admire my grandparents who they don't speak English well, but they they speak both Tongan mm. and English. That's amazing. Amazing bilingual people. And I I really find some of those Polynesians. We're really going down tangents here. <laughs> I'm just going to finish this. We will come to the Bible. We'll I promise Bible you guys. Thing. But I find. Um, Polynesian language, like to hear them spoken, mm. really beautiful. Mm. And I don't know if it's because like it's a soft, uh, as in you can be loud with it, yeah. but the words themselves, they're, they're softly, um, you know, like the vowels are softer. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And I just think it's beautiful to listen to. I'm like, I don't Aww. know what you're saying, but you just keep talking. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so sidetracks aside we're back and we're back, <laughs> we're, back <yeah. laughs> um, we're gonna get into our bible study today um it's our 20 million movement bible study all around the world other people are um reading the same stuff so it's kind of nice that we can all do it together here as we said um yesterday morning better is always no better to, no together is always better <laughs> that's right had brekkie together um at work yeah so do you want to say a prayer for us renee i would yeah let's pray Dear Father in heaven, as we delve into your word, I pray that your Holy Spirit will um, enlighten our minds and Mm. be with those listening. Um, I pray that you'll inspire us. And we just thank you so much, Lord, that you still speak to us today. Um, We ask that you will speak and that we will be able to hear you and listen. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Right on. Okay, so we are going to look at Job. So this is, again, just a reminder, we're looking at education and what kind of true education is, um, what we can learn um, from the natural world. We've looked at a little bit as far as that um, in Romans it tells us that we can know, uh, what does it say? That the invisible attributes of God are made clearly known to us by the things he has created. Yes. Um, so we've kind of been looking that, at that a little bit this week. This is our last Bible study for the week. Um, but so... Today we're looking at the way the Lord answered Job. So we're going to go to Job chapter 38. And we just we might pick and choose a few verses here. We won't read the whole chapter. It's a great chapter. Go read it for yourself. But um, it might, just might take a little, little while if we do it here. Mm-hmm. So let's, I reckon, start. We'll go chapter 38, verse um, 1 to 7. Okay. Be, and then we'll have a little talk about it. So... Job 38, verse 1 to 7. Mm. Then the Lord answered Job from the whirlwind. Who is that that questions my wisdom with such ignorant words? Brace yourself like a man because I have some questions for you and you must answer them. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you know so much. Who determined its dimensions and stretched out the survey, uh, the surveying line? What supports its foundations and who laid its cornerstone? As the morning stars sang together and all the angels shouted for joy. Mm. So let's just break it down a bit. So in my translation, I have New King James translation. And in verse 2, uh, what can you read your one again, verse 2? Yeah, of course. Um, who is this that questions my wisdom with such ignorant words? Mm. So my one says... Who is this who darkens counsel Ooh. by words without knowledge? Oh, dear. I think with, uh, we're just giving a bit of context yeah. to this. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Sorry, is that where no, you're going? Yeah, 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 but you go. Um, Take it away. Uh, Job was going through a valley. Rough of, time. A uh, rough time yeah. in his life. Everything he had was taken away from him by Satan himself, right? The devil came and, and was testing him. Um, and his friends were were with him. Mm. And for, for a few 
was it for a few days? For like 40 days. They were silent. They sat with Job and were silent. So this is a while, yeah. A while. I might be wrong on that. It could be like seven. I don't know. He de- they definitely were Maybe days. Maybe a week There was multiple days where they were silent. They were yeah. silent. But then yeah. they decided at some point to speak up. Mm. And just this is God's response to mm. their counsel to Job. Mm. Um, and so I think this is God saying... What, what was that? Dark counsel. Yeah, darkened counsel Ooh. by words without knowledge. Hmm. And it's interesting, if you, again, go back to the context of this book, there have been some things when I just read it through, not all of it, but some of it I'm like, I, I, I thought that was kind of good advice. Not all of it, but that part, that seemed reasonable. Huh. <laughs> what should they have said, you know? <laughs> like, because some of it is very human, um, I know, response yes. to people who are, in a time of need. Like, I don't know. It's just quite interesting. It, it didn't. Yes, I agree with you. Yeah. And, you know, we've been talking a little bit this week about true knowledge and true education. So I just find this a really interesting um, reprimand of God that's just like you speak without knowledge. This is what I was saying before, right? You know, like sometimes I can talk and it doesn't add value to the silence. I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be the one who's just talking just to talk. <laughs> but, yeah, that's, that's something I just... Um, yeah, just kind of think of it when, when we read this verse. But we're going to continue on a bit. We'll break down the verses that we've kind of just read and we'll continue going on a little bit more in just a moment. We'll be back. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. And we're back. We're looking at Job chapter 38 and we're just talking about um, kind of speaking without knowledge, really. Um, just kind of saying things, even if we think it's right. So we're going to keep going down. Um, is there anything that stood out to you in this passage, Renee? I think further, I just want to go into a bit of you were saying, what the you know, you were reading the friend's advice and mm. uh, it sounded pretty pretty reasonable, like mm. you said. You were like, ah. Yeah, some of it you're like, oh, that's okay. I don't see a yeah. problem. <laughs> yeah. And then God's like, no, do not listen to this dark counsel. He doesn't yeah. say that. He yeah. says, um, who questions my wisdom with such ignorant words. Mm. I guess the only way, the best way I understand this is, you know, we see, it comes down to perspective, right? We have like this yeah. perspective of like a keyhole through a door, right? Mm. To see the other side, what we see is is enough to see just a little bit of what's the big picture behind the scenes. Whereas God opens the whole door and he's like, yeah, I guess in that context, yeah, my, my words are ignorant in that sense. Mm. So understanding again what we were speaking about yesterday having the fear of the lord understands that we don't know the full picture we don't know what's fully going on behind the scenes um uh, and what is happening behind the scenes is you know where were we when 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 god laid the foundations of yeah. the earth who de- who determines its dimensions and stretched out the surveying line who supports its foundations who laid its cornerstone like we know that the cornerstone is that one stone that holds it all together take it away and everything falls apart mm. like god was there he laid the foundations um so yes it, it does i i i do like god's response in mm. saying your ignorant words like <laughs> who questions my, my wisdom? And you know something I find really fascinating about this passage and what we've just read? This is just a big quiz question section. So by implication, God is going, you weren't there. But he, he doesn't say it in a, you're an idiot. But he goes, where were you? Mm. Right? Where were you at the start? Where were you when this was going on? Where were you when this was going on? Yeah. Oh, you didn't exist. Oh, you know, like, oh that's right. <laughs> you weren't born. Yeah. <laughs> but like in this gracious way of being like, you live in so much ignorance you're not even aware of. And that's, you know, like 
we haven't been here forever. We mm. can't know all the things. Mm. We're very human. I don't know. Do angels know everything? I don't think they do. As far as I know, only God can. Mm. So he's just kind of giving this perspective, as you said, mm. that we go, yeah, we know all the things because we can see this little amount. Mm. Now, it's enough. It's enough for us to know that there is a God and that we can trust him. Mm. But it's certainly enough to know everything about him. Exactly. Like you gay? <laughs> <laughs> we both took a breath uh, at the same time to, yeah. about to talk. Um, I was just going to add just a, a little. I like. Yeah. I love analogies. I mm. like metaphors and Funny. all that. I I in high school I loved English, so there was a lot nice. of like, what does this mean? And you know, how can we relate it? Anyway, um, a pastor I heard in the sermon he kind of relayed like the great controversy or just this, um, you know. We don't because we don't see everything that's happening, right? Mm. We don't see everything that's happening in the spiritual world. Um, we know what the Bible tells us, yeah. Um, but I guess it's kind of like when you go and watch a play or a theater or a drama, you're the audience and you're seeing what's happening on stage. Yeah, and that's cool. That's what we see. Uh-huh, we see uh-huh. what's happening on stage. Yeah, but there's a lot of things happening behind stage, behind mm. the scenes that people don't see, but it's very much the reality still. Yeah. Um, and it, and everything happening behind the scenes uh, helps everything that, you know, that, that we see as the final product. Um, like listeners, what you don't see is Liam behind the scenes, working the sound uh-huh. and doing editing. And um, you don't see us preparing beforehand. There's a lot that happens behind the scenes. And in that sense, God is reminding, um, reminding these men that, you know, in a sense, by a questioning through implication, yeah. where, where were you? Yeah, at yeah. this time. No, I like that. I like that's a great analogy. Um, shall we keep reading a little bit? Yes. Let's read. I'm just having a little think. There's actually so much in this chapter. It's amazing. Um, let's go down to. Uh, it's pretty much along the same tangent, but let's go down to verse 12. Okay. So, have you ever commanded the morning to appear and caused the dawn to rise in the east? Have you made daylight spread to the ends of the earth and bring an end to the night's wickedness? As the light approaches, the earth takes shape like clay pressed beneath a seal. It is robed in brilliant colors. Mm, do you want to also read... Um... What verse did you just finish? I finished at verse 14. Okay. Do you want to read 15 and 16? Yeah. So the light disturbs the wicked and stops the arm that is raised in violence. Have you explored the springs from which the seas come? Have you explored their depths? Mm. Uh, which honestly we have not. Have not. Man, there are so many sea creatures we still don't know about existing. Yeah. We've done quite a few positive stories here and saying, yeah. hey, so they've discovered something yeah, new. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So in answer to this question, we have we have explored a bit of the depth. A bit, a yes. Bit. <laughs> and think of how long humans have been on Earth in all those thousands and thousands of years. That's a lot we don't know. Well, mm. I mean, come on, we've been to space and we still haven't been able to go to the depths of the ocean. Yes. Also, I possibly would be very terrified if I did go down to the depths of the ocean. Yes. I don't know if I'd want to swim in it. <laughs> no, no. I have. A, I actually have a friend that he um is he's got quite a fear of the ocean because he's like, I don't know what's there. Uh, and I was like, you know what? That's fair enough, actually. Yeah. I love the ocean, but yeah. yeah. And I think, so the point that we, we have in our Bible study today is that God is the creator, but he's also the sustainer of life. Mm, yes. You know, yeah. that's a significant point. Yeah. And I think it's a really beautiful thing, right? That this is like when God says, I've created, one, God doesn't make junk. So you're here for a reason. 
Now, I'm not here to tell you what specifically your life purpose is going to, like, played out look like, mm. but we know that there's purpose in our existence. Mm. Um, and then there's also the fact that God... Oh, how would I explain it? Yeah, God, sus- God sustains us. There's yeah. a verse somewhere, I, I might get this a bit wrong, but that the rains fall on the just and the okay. unjust. Yes. I was like, whoa, man, this is a heart of a God that is so beyond us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think what I love from this is just the natural world. If we only look at the natural world, we can see that there is this astounding um, intelligence. That's like, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of people who don't necessarily believe in a God. Yes. But they leave, blah, blah, blah. they believe in, what's it called? Um, intelligent, in, um, mm, what's it called? But they, they basically, intelligent design. Oh, yes. Yeah. I was like, there's a word for it. <laughs> Um, you look like you want to say something. No, no, no. Oh. Um, I, I was just like, yes. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, and I just think it's really interesting that you know nature testifies of an intelligence, a presence, an active energy that works in and through you know nature's laws. I think it's important, especially with the topic, because the topic this week is education. Yeah. And so understanding that God is the creator and sustainer of life, um, yeah. seeing seeing nature learning about nature through that lens and through the lens of knowing that God is a creator. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to jump to, did you have anything else you want to say from these verses? Uh, no, I think you've said it all. Uh, we could we could jump on. No, no, I was going to say, let's jump back to ver- uh, chapter 12 in Job. I think it's this is the chapter I want. Job is chapter 12. All right. Oh, yes, yes, this is what I want. So chapter, Job chapter 12, verses 7 to... Nine. Okay, so this is Job's fourth speech. He's responding to Zophar. Mm. Okay, so verse 7 to 12, is that right? Uh, 7, 8, and 9, sorry. 7, eight, seven to 9. Um, Just ask the animals and they will teach you. Ask the birds of the sky and they will tell you. Speak to the earth and it will instruct you. Let the fish in the sea speak to you. For they all know that my disaster has come from the hand of the Lord. Hmm. hmm. Which is pretty intense way to look at this. And, you know, not in this space here. I'd, I'm not going to jump into the question of, you know, how much is God responsible or not? Because there's a whole bunch of stories we could look at in the Bible where we go, did God cause this or God, did God allow it? You know, there's a difference between perfect and permissive permissive will, you know. This is also Job um, exactly. complaining. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is. No, it is 100%. He's yeah. just like, God put this on me. You know? it's, a, it's a suffering man speaking. Yes, yes. So, just. No, no, no. And that's a really valid point, mm. right? I think it's interesting that he he uses, again, nature to say um, evidence of this creator, though. Mm. You know? Mm. He's like, man, it's not even just it's not even just me suffering alone. I mean, there are witnesses to my suffering, there you know? Witnesses. <laughs> <laughs> they are there. Um, they will speak on my behalf. They will speak on my behalf. <laughs> You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. We've been looking at, um, well, I guess we've been talking about it a fair bit um, this quarter, but the the work of God as a creator mm-hmm. that we, we can see in the world around us. Um, it's kind of interesting because science, as we tend to talk about it, um, as it's now constituted, sometimes argues the very idea of a supernatural creator, mm-hmm. um, saying it's kind of unscientific mm-hmm. um, because it cannot be tested scientifically. Um, it's a notion that science kind of cannot deal with. I don't know. What is science? Because when I say science says this, is that what science is or are we just making up 
definitions. From what I know, science is the study of yeah. it is studying, right? Using using experiments and observable yeah. science yeah. and experiments, um, observations. Um, yeah, so from what we can see and prove. Yeah, it's interesting to me because on the observation side, it should be that this very much is science then. Indeed, yeah. You know, and I, and I think that this is my personal opinion now. Often there's this separation between faith and science, which I'm like, are you kidding? They go they like so beautifully together. Yeah. Too much one way or the other. Do you know what I mean? Like if it's too much faith with no evidence for it. I don't actually believe in a God who I, – I don't believe, sorry, that God asks us to blindly have faith for yeah. no reason at all. Yeah. I believe faith, yeah, there's a there's a trusting un, excuse me, unknown element to it. You're, tr- you're trusting him. You're trusting because Mm-mm-mm. him because of his character. Yeah, but there's evidence he's given us. That he's trustworthy. Yes. Right? Yes. It's like a, uh, someone asked me this last year, one of my good friends um, who wasn't a Christian at all. One of our first conversations, I said something about faith and he's like, Minnie, what is faith? What does that mean? And I, I was like, hmm, you know what? Often in the Christian sphere, I've heard people chuck out the old, oh, you know, faith is the evidence of things unseen. Da, 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 da. Now, that's biblical. That's not wrong. You say that to someone who has no spiritual or religious context, it, you're like, what are you talking to them. about? Yeah. And... Look, I wouldn't say it was my best explanation. Can't remember specifically what I said, but it was something to lo- along the lines of I was like, okay, if I, if you told me that you have faith in me to do something, it's if if I have no, if I've never ever given you any reason for why I should do that, it's kind of delusion, mm. right? That you're mm. you're wanting to believe me, but why? There's nothing. But if you've seen me like work hard at something or whatever, or you've seen me just have some skills or whatever, it's like, no, I have faith that you can do this. Mm. It's kind of – do you know what I'm saying? There's a basis for that belief. Yeah. It's not just I'm creating this idea in my head of who you are. Yeah. And I, I look at faith in God a, a similar way. Like we have we have his word in the Bible. Um, we know we can communicate Him with him through prayer. Um, you know, I think – I actually believe that testimonies are a real powerful one. Yeah. The experiences that we have. Um, yeah, and so we just have this – we, we have this kind of evidence there. Yeah. Um, yeah. What am I telling you that? Oh, yeah. So I think if we have faith with no evidence, it's it's a little bit uneven. If we have just this science is, you know, and there's no faith in it, I'm like, well, that's not actually right either. Mm. Like, Do you know what I mean? They work hand in hand. Yeah. yeah. And science shows that... Yeah, it, it it's a it's a what do you call it? It's like a revelation of, of yeah. God. It, it, it's the proof. It, it it proves that that God is the creator, and it yeah, it it shows that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. No, I think you summed that up uh, much shorter and succinctly than I did, but that's okay. Um, we all have different gifts. Mine is not being concise. Okay, so. Yeah, even though the science actually should seem to teach that all the beauty and complexity of the world do indeed point to a creator, instead we've kind of created this philosophical position um, that kind of is from the discipline of science. And look, a lot of scientists are skeptics, right? It's kind of a, we want to know, but can we know, Mm. right? This is why we test things, because we want to be sure. So there's not a a danger in that. Uh, Sorry, there's not... It's not a bad thing we do that, but there can be a danger in that when you start to ask too many, there's no way we can know unless I myself can prove it. Because as we've said just a moment ago, man, the sea, there's so much in the sea that we don't even know what's there. We can't base it on only our understanding. Yes, absolutely. Um, so we're just going to jump to another Bible verse real quick. Let's do it. Let's go to... 
Psalms chapter 33, verse 5. Okay, so Psalms chapter 23, verse 5. I think it's that verse. Okay, and it says, you prepare, ooh, are you sure? Are you you prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies? Oh, no, not that, not that. <laughs> 30, 33, 33. 33, gotcha. I think. Um, he loves whatever is just and good. The unfailing love of the Lord fills the earth. Mm. I find this a really interesting thing because if we're looking at, you know, we're talking about Job before and how um, it's it just boasts of God as creator and sustainer of life. Mm. We're also in a world of sin and destruction and just, in many ways, complete chaos. You know, how many people, I don't know if you've spoken to anyone, Renee, this year, 2020, people going, what is the world coming to? Even people who have no religious or spiritual background, they've just looked, they've just looked at what's happening and they're going, the world has done, lost its mind, what is going on? Yeah. And yet then we have like beautiful verses where it's like, no, 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 yeah, in all of that, we can still experience the righteousness and justice of God. Mm. The earth still contains the goodness of the Lord. Yeah. You know, which I, I think is really significant when it comes to if we're going to talk about um this idea of education, what habits should we as Christians cultivate, both as students of Christ and as teachers to the world of who he is? Hmm. What habits? Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm, can you explain that? Okay. So, um, yep, yep, I can. <laughs> just before you go there, can I quickly just um, can, uh, can I quickly just say that the verse before that we just read, it says, for the word of the Lord holds true. We can trust everything he does. Um, it just, the Bible constantly affirms that God's word is true. Yeah. And oh, that's mm. where we, you, you know, the Bible is enough to base our faith off it. Yeah. There's enough there's enough evidence there to to show that God is faithful and we can trust him. Yeah, right on. Absolutely. Um, look, we might actually be running out of time. So just in, in conclusion, I don't know, God is a God of wonder. Mm. Um, nature kind of boasts of that. Yeah. And, yeah, let's let's be students of, of who God is in his righteousness. Yeah. Um, you know, Jesus told heaps of parables about, hey, I care for the birds of the field. Of course I care for you. Mm-hmm. So let's look at that and see God's provision and care. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. It is now come time for... Question of the day. Okay, and the question of today is, why did God harden the heart of Pharaoh? Mm, this is a good question. Okay, so let's get into it. Um, in Exodus chapter 4, verse 21, it says, And the Lord said unto Moses, When thou goest and return to Egypt, see that you do all those wonders before Pharaoh, which I have put in your hand, but I will harden his heart, and he shall not let the people go. Mm. Now, um, the Hebrew word chazak is translated as hardened, okay? Um, but... Uh, the, the the word shazak actually actually doesn't literally means in, uh, strengthened or courage, mm-hmm. and so here a bit of meaning has been lost in translation, and yeah. so a better translation uh, would read that God actually encouraged Pharaoh's heart mm-hmm. to let the people go. However, as the verse ends, but he shall not let the people go, mm. and so I guess in the verse God didn't 
hard and Pharaoh's heart, like we said. Uh, he actually encouraged Pharaoh to let the people go. And that, that goes along with the character of God. God doesn't want anyone to be lost. He wants mm. to save everyone. He wants, uh, He offers grace to everyone. Yeah. The chance was still there, right? Because it also says, I think even from the first plague, that they may know that I'm the Lord. Yes. So God is going, I want you to have opportunity to know to me. To know me. That's you know? it. Yeah. And like Pharaoh is a king. Yeah. God is a way king of kings, mm-hmm. but he kind of uses this same, okay, you need to see that someone has authority. Yeah. Let me show you that I've got authority. Yeah. You know, you have all your gods. Let me show you that I'm a bigger God. Exactly. And I still want to, you know, you to be known by me. Yes. I mean, yeah. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. And so, so just going off with that, um, knowing that God actually encouraged and wants Pharaoh to know him. Why? Why? Why then? Did Pharaoh still harden his heart? Minnie, what do you think? Mm. So we were just talking about this off air, yeah. uh, Renee and I, and we're discussing this idea, which some of you have, may have heard before, but I think it's still a really valid um, analogy, example, mm-hmm. metaphor, yes. whatever you want to call it. So if I put a brick of clay outside in the hot sun and if I put a block of butter or wax or something the nature of that thing will dictate what happens to it. So the clay will, just by nature, it's going to harden in that sun. That's right. The wax is going to melt. The butter is going to melt. Yeah. And you guys a really great point before as well, saying, Jesus, on earth, interacted with disciples, Judas betrays him, Peter denies him, but Judas, you know, commits suicide. Peter repents. Exactly. Both had access to the same loving Jesus. Yes. They saw Jesus heal people. They saw Jesus sit and eat with the outcasts Mm -hmm. and those people that, that people uh, with, with the hypocrites or or whatever they, they saw Jesus in that space yet. They both responded in very different ways. hundred percent. Yeah. And I think this is the thing at the end of the day, God is a God who uh, it's very clear in the Bible that he says, you know, I take no pleasure in the death of the wicked. I wish that all will be saved, but people make their choices and I respect that, Mm, you know, and we know, we know from uh, the story of the Israelites and the Egyptians in Exodus, there were Egyptians who left with them. Yeah. And I really believe that God uses this as a tool to go. It's hardening your heart, but in the meantime, you know, it gets to the point that even even Pharaoh's advisors are like, "Let the people go, <laughs> Let them go. man, bro, yeah. stop." Yeah. And so, you know, we kind of see that even though Pharaoh's heart was hardened, yeah. he makes his decisions. But yeah. in the in the whole, what's it called? The way that scene plays out mm. is that there are a whole bunch of people who have this respect for God that they never had before. Exactly. Now, they still could have chosen to uh, turn their hearts away from him, mm. but they were now exposed to something of who he is that they never had had before. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.